I was thinking of the long walk I learned how to do, which means pin pop, where we get time to spin a shuttle around the school, and figure out what's headed this summer. I think that's a look at the books I would read them, and consider the work as ordinary fiction, or what you could consider ordinary fiction. Dedicating a gathering to Gatsby books every year not only provides an opportunity for anyone who wants to be baptized to do so, uh, but also offers us an intentional time of reflection on our own Gatsby books that we never read. This is something I rarely do um, outside of this particular gathering, and so I hope it is an intentional time for you to just reflect on that. If you have been baptized, maybe you distinctly remember the day, or maybe you were so young that you have no recollection whatsoever outside of those books that I read to you that were given to you. I want to admit that baptism is a little bit of a strange concept, and it has been influenced by the larger trajectory of the story of God's people. And so I want to just take a few moments to say some things about water and baptism before we engage in our liturgy of affirming the baptism of our faith. Of course, we can take a look at the Old Testament, and it really draws a survey, will, will show us that water was most its most basic way, significant for changes in the religious system. Uh, we've, we've seen all those laws of creation, the water is on the wall. But it was also a significant symbol of deliverance from chaos and the destruction of children. We can take a look at the stories of the flood and the Noah's Ark. In the New Testament, baptism was a central act of belonging to God by which one was incorporated into the body of Christ or identified with Jesus and welcomed into the kingdom. We see Jesus declaring his own baptism, this identification with kingship. Luke 3, 21 says this, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Among many other things, Jesus' baptism offers us a picture of participation in our sin and guilt in total humility while belonging to the kingdom of God. Throughout time, baptism, of course, has also been an act that summons people to live a new kind of life by virtue of participation in the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Now, we could get into all kinds of disagreement about baptism. There are lots of details around the particularities that each church or denomination might impose around the practices of baptism. Often that is tied to membership issues. As we might well know, we don't just ask people to show up to a service. So despite so many theological differences around the practices, of baptism, the broader church does recognize baptism as a sacrament. I just want to say a couple of things about that. That word sacrament is Greek, kind of what I would call a fancy term, <laughs> to um, refer to the Greek word mysterion, which is most simply translated as mystery. Mystery referring not to a problem in search of some sort of solution, but something that has been hidden and becomes um, disclosed in the public sphere. This word mysterion was used to describe something that touched the very center of one's life and raised one into an experience of the divine. It is an outward sign 
other rulers in the individual nations. In Latin, the word sacrament is a sacramentum, and it is used to indicate an act of allegiance and a sign of willingness to be humble before a judge. This is often associated with military matters or the Roman court, for example. But it was also used to indicate that one had been outfitted in garments appropriate to this new society. These garments were provided by the sovereign of the Roman Empire. And this garment reinforces the equal worth of all persons, abolishing the destructive forces of slavery, ethnic discrimination, and gender divided this is what is referred to in Galatians 3.28, which says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. For all are one in Christ Jesus. Of course, um, sacraments are also a form of covenant. So, for infant or believer baptism, sprinkled or immersed, how lovely these things been practiced. The act of covenant making is initiated in faith, quoting Isaiah. In word and sacrament, God's redemptive promises are confirmed and confirmed. That means for infant baptism, this is this is one of those tricky things I was like, oh my gosh, right? Like just all the disagreements about infants and infant baptism. So for infant baptism, the primary impact, if you will, falls on the divine from the beginning of the story, God has included children in the covenant he made. In the Old Testament, God instructed the people to apply the sign of the covenant in community, right? In the act of circumcision. Sorry about that. It was a sign that um, anticipated that blood would be shed and the faithfulness of young children would grow up in and be called to walk in. That this was something of like male community. However, in the New Testament, the sign widens to include girls, and it changes then to baptism, signifying the changes that is occurring. And that's so confusing, right? Then we have believer baptism, which stresses the three experiences of hearing the word of God, repenting, and believing. So maybe a helpful distinction is that believer baptism is more about the acceptance of God's grace through these three experiences, while infant baptism doesn't really pinpoint a distinct experience of those three things. The divine initiative of baptism is what I'm getting at. So baptism is not necessary for salvation. The presence of God's saving grace and acceptance of that grace and conversion and it's really, conversion is really about allegiance. And that's something we don't really think about when we talk about salvation and about allegiance as a, as a corollary to acceptance given in baptism. Baptism, though, both proclaims the power of Christ's saving grace and the work of the Holy Spirit, which then seals the covenant that God created with us. So for these reasons, both infant and believer baptism are practiced as an outward sign of the inward and invisible grace of Jesus Christ, God's relentless, pursuing love made known in and through repentance, believer baptism. So, whether infant or believer, 
sprinkled for a moment, leave and firm your back quickly as if you're trying to reach for something. And if you have a trained back leg, we invite you to take that step and lean back In the words of Ephesians 4, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. I can't remember how we did this last year. Did we? Well, there was that, and I think we were on Zoom. This is a whole weird thing. We kind of skipped it. <laughs> um, but this morning, a couple of things are new. You'll notice we took this nice little makeshift table back back. Some of you might recognize it. But I want you to turn to your bulletin on there, your e-bulletin, this remembrance of baptism and the Lord's table that are next to it. After this liturgy, we will go into the time of communion. At that point, I want to welcome you, if you're comfortable, to come up to the table, and you may dip your hand in the water. Um, first, if you would like to remember your baptism, get yourself a little wet, I don't care what you do that night, um, but make sure you save enough of the milk in to come up, maybe. Um, and then we have the little food package, gluten-free, not allergen-free, but gluten-free, dairy-free, with the sweet sauce that you can get um, this evening. Can grab one of those as well. And then we will be eating together in the time of worship. Okay. Will you join me in the remembrance of baptism and the Lord's table this morning? Siblings in Christ, through the waters of baptism, we are brought into the family of God. This family, the body of Christ, is rich in divine creativity, a community of people of many ages, races, abilities, genders, sexual orientations, and desires, each a glimpse of God from a different angle. God claims each of us with delight, and we claim one another as companions in his work. God's spirit has been poured out upon water, pour, water poured over in a mercy seat, water that flows freely for all who will receive it. Water from the streams of God's saving power and justice. Water that brings hope to all who thirst for righteousness. Water that refreshes life, nurtures growth, and offers new birth. Today, we come to the water where new life may enter into others present to Christ who is raised up, spirit who is birthed up creator who is making all things new. In our baptismal vows, we promise to love and support one another, working together to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in all its forms, within and around us. We need each other in the shared work of inspecting the greenery. Today, we remember that the love we encounter through these waters cannot be undermined by bigotry or hate by exclusion or injustice. We are children of the Holy One, siblings in the life of Christ. These family ties cannot be broken. No one and nothing has the power to turn us away from our Creator. 
picked up or accepted only in part the full embrace of God's always present love. And so today, as we remember our baptism, we also remember that through this new life in Christ, we are set free to love wildly, to live in the thing God created us to be, and to shine the power God has given us to shine from everything that is broken. Through God's grace, we leave shame behind and rejoice in the good news that sets the captives free. We affirm and keep the faith of the whole church as we put our trust in God, the Father Almighty, in Jesus Christ, the only Son, and in the Holy Spirit, one God and Father, forever. As we come to the table, we are reminded that the Spirit of the Lord is with us. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Let us pray together. God of life and God of love, through this gift of water, you drew near to your church. The dust of sacrifice and gifts are washed away. The bond of love are restored. The possibilities of new life and resurrection. May it be for us today as we remember our baptism. May your spirit be upon this gathering and all who gather here at the table as we celebrate this sacred meal to which you have called us. Strengthen 